Hello and welcome to the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome to the pre-match social. Back with the VBB boys. We've got a, a full full squad today. We've got everyone in. Sam's joining us. Uh, although he's just he's, he's gone somewhere. I don't know where he's gone. Sam. Sam. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Sam. I can hear him. He's gone. He's off camera. Gone. Hello. He's off there camera. I can hear him. I can hear him. He's back. He's here. He's here. He's here. Uh, but yep, yeah, uh, full squad. We're going to be talking uh, the Chelsea game here on Villain of the Week. Obviously, some of the news stories of the week as well. Uh, since the last time we were on, preview the game against Everton. And then Sam is back with the Villa Vault. Hopefully going to do a better job than I did last time around. Uh, but firstly, before we start, how are we, boys? Good. All good, thanks. Yeah. Can't complain. Excellent. Not bad, mate. Not bad. Yeah. Not on, on the tired scale, one to ten. How are we feeling? Still not great, but maybe maybe a bit bit better. Than yeah, last I'm feeling week, a bit. bit more I'm energy. feeling a bit better. I'm just getting used to it. Mm. I'm getting used to the light starts because of Dan fucking Bardell. <laughs> <laughs> Dan 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 does want to come back on actually talk about the roller coaster oh, does he now? We did. Does he now? Roller coaster, the roller coaster ride that we did last time with him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, boys, Villa View is live. So I've got to, I can't do a ten thirty because it needs to be a time where everyone's up. We get so it. you're my boys, you know, you, you're fine, you know, you you've got my back if I'm gonna do a ten thirty. Although I didn't I'm not a big fan of the snake emojis that you're giving me. But it's cause AJ, you don't understand you don't you don't understand the pod game, you know, you don't understand what's involved. Uh, I'm always gonna be I'm always gonna be a Villa Talks podcast fan, regardless of what happens. You know, I'm always gonna it's always gonna be close to me, close to my heart. But mm. in the pod game, you know, it's the way things work. The pod game chose you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ages not happy about that. Don't hate, the, don't hate the player, hate the game, I suppose. Yeah, yes, yes. But let's let's push on then. Villa News of the Week is from the stands of Villa Park. So well not many stories this week really. Not much has happened, uh, to be honest with you, to be frank with you. Um thinking of news stories well I suppose the biggest news story early part of this week was the sectarian abuse that McGinn got at the Chelsea game which was swiftly dealt with by, by Chelsea and, and Villa, Villa tweeted out how uh, grateful they were um, for the action Chelsea took or, or their response sorry to the incident um, you could I mean not that you want to hear it but you can hear uh, on Twitter the, the video someone made and you can hear the, the abuse and, and you know they've very much treated the same as racism or homophobia um but yeah not not something you like to see um but that was probably the main main story this week uh we'll talk about mcginn later anyway aj's got some stats on him so oh, looking forward to that one um other news stories uh villa women's team drew 1-1 with west ham remy allen uh, getting an equalized again scoring again um having a great start to the season and a decent start for villa unbeaten four points from two games um, and, you know, much better than last season, which was uh, obviously an up and down season, but just managed to survive. So, fingers crossed. Uh, and f- five megs, mate, from the women's team megs, so far. Yeah, five megs yeah. in two games. Massive, course, massive. So. Thanks to Jess as well for uh, highlighting the... Oh, I did see it actually before. Uh, Pacheccio, is it? Or Pacheccio. Uh, Mas Pacheccio. Very skillful player. Uh, got a couple of megs in against, against, uh, against West Ham. Uh, lot of nice megs as well. Not just one of these ones where they, they sort of just push through his legs. There's, yeah. a, bit of, there's a bit of work well, it, beforehand it as well. It looked very much looked like that is what she was trying to do. And I, they're the best megs, aren't they? Where she was essentially going, I'm going to meg you here. 
I hope I hope she the said only... it as she she did it as well. Exactly. I was going to say the only the only better way is if you call it yeah. just before, isn't it? That's that's the perfect megs, but I don't think you get that very much in the uh, in the pro level. No. But, no. Uh, yeah, it's five good. five megs for the women. Layman's got two. Uh, which is more than the men have managed in four games. So the men have only got four in total. So perhaps, uh, Alicia, perhaps something Alicia, for them to have a little bit of banter about her body more. Nice, yeah. yeah. Alicia Lehman, sure. by the way, you mentioned her. She's uh, quite a big name, I didn't realise. Um, got a massive following on Instagram and stuff. Um, but yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, massive um, massive uh, Meg's watch there. Um Good news for Villa, you know something we haven't seen from the men's team last season. Um, but what's the? What, I wonder what the expected Meg's position is on those Meg's because I don't think you know from the from the position she was in, you wouldn't expect her to get her Meg's from there. So I wonder if you can get a yeah. stat around that, AJ. Uh, I think that might be beyond me to be honest, mate. Uh, it's um, yeah, I don't know. Someone could probably work it out. Well, that someone could uh, be her. Could be I you, don't mate. think it, I haven't got all the you know you need for the expected ones you need all of the like positions and all of that you can't you can't get that I'm just just hearing on. excuses that's all I'm hearing right now yeah 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 all right well I mean yeah I, I'm not going to I just put that's it that way. yeah all right. fair enough fair enough yeah, we'll take that we'll take that um, and then um, under twenty threes played a game lost four two to Norwich uh, although not obviously. A, Good result, but it was an excellent goal by. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna botch this pronunciation, but Tim Urogbenham. Pretty sure that's wrong, but still, I've been really impressed with him. Actually, I've watched a few. Watched the EFL Cup game. Uh, he played alongside Samson for the first half, but he looks a real player. And I think AJ mentioned before we started the pod, and I think I saw it as well. He's training with the the first team apparently as well, whilst the internationals have been on. So yeah. Yeah, so that's um, good. And he's one of the ones we nicked off the baggies, isn't he? So that's yeah, very much good that he becomes a success just because yeah, it's an excellent banter, isn't it? Yeah. But again, he's, he's one of these players who looks on like a different level to the other players in the same yeah. age group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing him play, looking forward to seeing him develop. Uh, and that was it, really. No, no other big news that I can think of, unless I missed anything. Uh, but a bit of a quiet week ahead of the game. Obviously, I think when you, when you lose a game, um, a lot, of, a lot of talk on Twitter, etc., et is on the game and the players and what went wrong, etc. So I think that's been, uh, to be honest, I've tried to stay away from Twitter this well, week just because it's been a bit of a spoil sex it, pit. I might be mentioning um, something to do with Twitter in a bit. So, all oh, right, all right, fine, all right, fine. I'll leave it now. So that, that's it, really. News of the week uh, from the stands of Villa Park. Uh, next up is Hero and Villain of the Week. Carl, over to you, my friend. Okay, so uh, hero of the week, um, which is going to be a bit, I suppose it's slightly strange, um, but it's going to be Dean Smith for um, getting it, again, it's going to sound strange, getting it tactically spot on in a 3-0 defeat to to Chelsea. But um, I think all three of their goals were defensive, if not errors, just like individual sort of lapses of concentration, at least. Um, obviously, one of them was a, a big error. But um, I thought he got it bang on. Um, obviously, he played the formation that I wouldn't play because uh, I would have played my old four four two. Although um, I was, I was just going to say that, mate. Yeah, uh, you know. Oh yeah, you, no. You were all out for four four two, and uh, our, you know, he, he played exactly the formation I yeah, said he should well, play, and you said he's got it spot on. So we're just, no, you know. Yeah. 
keep that in mind for, for future discussions about tactics, what, what shall we? I, what I would say is, the alternative was me saying you were Hero of the Week for predicting what he was going to pick. That's never going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose he is a hero just for proving me wrong because not many people get to do that. <laughs> Although, if you remember our predictions for the score last week, um, mine was 3-0, just, just saying. I was so, way out. So yeah, I'd, I'd give it to um, Dino just for, albeit in a 3-0 defeat, um, but it was always likely that we were going to lose the game, but I thought he got it bang on. Um, the midfield three worked very well. Um, the defence didn't work quite as well as you'd want it to, but um, but I thought we looked great. We looked great from transition. As soon as we got the ball back, we were causing them loads of problems. Ramsey was causing them loads and loads of problems. Um, probably his best game for us, and slightly surprised that he got bought off, but you know, we, we wanted to get Bailey on, didn't we? So, um, so yeah, I mean, thoughts on that? Thoughts on, uh, yeah. um, was there any other um, options for Hero of the Week? I was, I was at the great, I was at the Chelsea game and, and I think that uh, it was, uh, it, when we were in the pub beforehand and we saw it was 5-3-2, I thought that was, first of all, I thought it was a really good call. Um, but, you know, you still think you might get outplayed just because of the quality that they've got on the pitch. So it was really refreshing, actually, seeing us use the ball so well, control the middle of the park. Not, you know, and I don't just mean in terms of pressing. When we had the ball, we used it excellently, and uh, yeah, it was a bit of a sucker punch there. Goal. It was a lovely pass from Kovacic, wasn't it? What a ball! Mm. Um, mm. And uh, so that was a bit of a pain because it was just a really outstanding bit of quality. Uh, but but even then, I mean, the way he cut inside, you know, he put Zerbi pretty much on his ass and. Um, mm. It's just it's just the quality a hundred million pound player can can give you, but then hmm. we came back into it as you as you know from watching it and we absolutely bossed it and how we weren't two or three one at, at half time I don't know, um, but as you say and I think we we talk a lot about expected goals on here and if you'd have said, you know, before the match if uh, Dean Smith can get roughly level or do we do we win on expected goals we did we edged yeah. it we did yeah we did, we did yeah. It, well it depends which because the different uh stat sources tend to have slightly different calculations of expected goals on fb ref which is the one i use mainly uh we won 1.5 to 1.1 but yeah. xg philosophy on twitter which is the one you always see first yeah. they have it out straight after the game it was pretty level yeah although i think we did just edge it but even even yeah. just getting 1.5 xg which they both pretty much agreed on yeah. away at chelsea when you think about the preview that we had on the pod saying you just don't get chances against mm. chelsea mm. you don't score against them you know we should have done we should have scored more than one goal based yeah. on the, the chances we created. so Definitely. And I think if you'd have said before the match, you know, Dean Smith will be the hero of the week if he can uh, create enough chances against Chelsea to, uh, you know, match what they'll create at home, you'd have said, well, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. And I think that it's brilliant that we've got that 5-3-2 formation with those personnel now in the locker, because I think we'll need it on the road, actually. Um, and, and I think that it will work well for us. Yeah. And majority of the time, we're not going to be playing teams as good as Chelsea, are we? No, um, no, and, and the, no. the individuals were just excellent, mm. you know. I think the other option for Hero of the Week for me is maybe McGinn, uh, mm. not to preempt my little stats section on him later, but he was excellent and some of his numbers in the game were, were superb. But yeah, no, I would agree with Dean Smith as a choice for sure. Good, yeah, yeah I like okay. that. Okay. I thought, I thought, I, I didn't think, I didn't want to mention, I was, we'd mentioned him already, but Jacob Ramsey, yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah. 
it was it was almost like a star making performance mm. for him i thought against you know against the european champions and against Saul, uh, who's i know he had a tough game it was his first game but he's still a champions league midfielder he absolutely bossed him um, so yeah, that's that's the only thing, and and maybe uh, the guy who's come up with the Leon Bailey song. Yeah, as well. I, I, I was uh, considering that. Yeah, that was, I think that that's a good shout. That was ringing did it out. Get sung in the it, it did. Was but it? it? It was weird because you could tell that everyone really wanted to sing it, and you could hear it. There was a hubbub of it, and you're just thinking, oh, it's going to catch fire now, and it's really going to. But it never quite got. I'll tell you what the problem is: is because okay. they're trying to sing the second verse. Just keep it as one verse. That's all football yeah. fans can yeah. concentrate on. Bang one on. verse. Bang on. Bang on. Boys over and over again. <laughs> um, I like it. Oh, I like cool. It. Well, moving on to villain of the week. Uh, it's not a person. Um, it is the whole of Villa Twitter, and and, and the sort of forty-eight hours after the match. Uh, the you've got you've got people you've got people being hounded for daring to say that Ming's made a mistake and often does make a mistake. I'm not slagging Ming's off. I've said before and we've we've mentioned before that if he didn't have a mistake in him, he wouldn't be playing for us. He'd be playing for someone. He'd be playing for one of the top four teams. Um. So, but the fact that people aren't allowed, to, seemingly aren't allowed to say that. Um, people mm. jumping on um, people, and you know you can't. What what is the point in having a Twitter account if you if you can't um, just at least voice your opinion? But then you've got people creating fucking compila- compilations of all Ming's mistakes. Like what what sort of person do you have to be, or can you actually be a Villa fan if in your spare time you go through reels of footage? Not re- I know it's not reels. I know it's digital uh, these days, but um. <laughs> to, to pick out any mistake, and a lot of them weren't even mistakes. No, that's, I, yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah, or or even his yeah, mistake. Yeah, I know. You you and you've got people, um, obviously saying the pressure's on Dean Smith all of a sudden, which I, I think's bollocks. I'm not saying that he won't have pressure on him at some stage if results don't pick up, but it's 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 a load of bollocks at the minute, isn't it? You've got AJ saying that he still likes Grealish to watch Grealish play it's oh, just that's the, Twitter I mean, is just ruined at the moment and it and it it's in particular after 48 hours after a Villa game I just want to stay away from it because from all sides you've just got utter utter cretins there are some nice mm. people yeah. but I'm not talking about those I'm talking about the arseholes yeah no, I, like, I like that I think that's a fair fair shout I, I purposefully stood, stayed off Twitter um, well firstly I normally stay off Twitter when we lose um, and it's not me saying I'm a better fan than you. I'm not because I, I I be critical of the team, and I think it's fair to be critical. I think you should be when it goes wrong uh, because that's the only way you improve and learn from your mistakes. But at the same time, some of the vitriol aimed at players, the fact you know what kind of support are you that he's going to make a compilation oh. of your captain's mistakes, especially when he's done so. You know, he's people forget the role he played in getting this club up. You know, without Mings, we don't mm. go up. We we had Jack we had Jack before Mings, and it wasn't going to get us anywhere. And Mings comes in and made him a Grealish. Sorry. Um, somebody came in yeah, with a stat, uh, didn't they? Before the compilation, somebody, like some statistician said that yeah. Mings had had more goal-creating errors or something. Did, did anyone yeah, see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. 
And, yeah, yeah, most most defensive. And then there was another or, or, another account that come up yeah. with the stat to pr- prove that wrong, but it's because they were both looking at different things, and that's I think that's when I nearly a- had a breakdown. AJ, AJ must have been in heaven. AJ must have been in heaven. There was a stats yeah. war going yeah, on. Two people scenarios. using different stats to argue that the other person's stat was wrong. Like, and just, it, there's there's Twitter's not no place for nuanced no, debate. Like, you either Mings is the most amazing player in the world. He's never made a mistake in his life, or he makes too many mistakes. He's not even a championship defender. There's no one like in between, which is what, basically what every reasonable argument should be. Yes, he's in a, he's, he makes too many mistakes and he needs to cut it out of the game. But at the same time, he's one of our best players and numerous times has been our best player and has done a massive amount for the club uh, and continues yeah. to do a well, massive I mean, amount for the club. What I would say on the back of that, though, is that um, Villa Twitter, do please still listen to the part. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I know what you mean. I mean, it's not no, the, not the entirety no, of, of Twitter or anything like that. It's just a select few fans that their voices get amplified because they get retweeted or quote retweeted, and everyone replies to them. Although I must say, in AJ's defence, I I did enjoy Jack's goal. I'm sorry, goal. Goal. it was a great goal. Great goal. I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights. I watched the goal. It was a great no, goal. I didn't. Right, really I've just remembered there's one other guy from Twitter. The guy who went to Man City to watch him. Oh, Man City game. Yes. Yes. Come on. Oh, no. That's, what, that's what real that's fandom is. Going to watch a player right. that used to play for you. Play for I someone imagine, else. I imagine he's always at fucking um, no, so Leicester so to uh, watch Albrighton in all his matches <laughs> yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, would, so you know, bad. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that, but I just do still think he's an incredible player. He is, watch, but we don't need to talk about him. Is that, football. We're, we're on a... You brought it up, mate. You brought it up. You called threw me in with all the Twitter arsehole. Well, if you so, want to go if you want to go If you want to go and watch him, AJ, title to a right to reply. Yeah, if you want to go and watch him, Guardiola will welcome you with open arms. Yeah, he will. He's actually invited you. Actually, I, I, say, I just saw this tweet and it was really uh, I'm just going to because we're talking about Twitter this is where Twitter can be good by the way um, it was James uh, I don't know if you watch the pod or listen to the pod or not but Gore T A V F C just bought the kids a Happy Meal and they got two tickets for Man City versus yeah. Southampton as their toy <laughs> and then Opak who, who does I think listen to the pod and, and is a good friend of the pod said cheers Ronald kids crying <laughs> 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 which just got me but yeah that's when that, that's when Twitter's at its best it when he's taking yeah. a piss but that, that statement from Guardiola when he said we'll be tired yeah. just play the other 11 world class players like, yeah what? I know we're going to be tired we're going to need you all here but... he's so I, I, Guardiola, I used to love Guardiola but he annoys me he's like the most difficult game ever yeah. you know like the, every game is the most like Oh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! More, more difficult. Unbelievable! More than, more than you believe. We will need those fans. More, more than, than you believe. More than you believe. More than you believe. Yeah, I, was, I don't know where. I was about to say Omar's impression was quite decent there, but Sam, I don't know what you were doing. It sounded like a, you know, when it, like in Bond films where they they get a Moroccan in or whatever, but it's just some American dude trying to be Moroccan. Well, I, and he's, he's probably yeah. it's probably in brown face and everything. That's what your Guardiola impression sounds like. That's how he sounds. <laughs> Face. <laughs> uh, listeners, uh, I'd love to hear your Guardiola impressions. Yeah. Please do reply to this tweet when we uh, tweet out with your Guardiola impression. Uh, anyway, that's, I want. I do want to do an impressions bit, by the way, because uh, Chadzi and Jugsy do a great Albert Adoma impression. Oh, 
Both of them do it. So what, do they do it that. as a, as a duo? Does the one of them do? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, they do. They do this thing where they send voice notes to each other as Albert Adoma, but they try and outdo I each other. I don't even think I know what um, Adoma sounds like. I've never heard him speak. Oh, it's brilliant. It's mm. brilliant. Honestly, it's so good. It's I'll I'll, I'll, get, I'll find him and I'll I'll put him out there. I might put it in one of the. Oh, that'd be good. I don't think I've heard it. But, uh, but anyway, I don't know how we've gotten to Guardiola. Yeah. Uh, what are we talk Aston Villa. That's, that's what we're here talking about. I think. But yeah, no Villa Twitter. Yes. Uh, it used to be Villa Facebook. We put them in Room One Hundred and One, and Villa Twitter was always the the beacon of hope. Back back about five years ago, six years ago, and it's just yeah, yeah it's, got, it's carnage now. If it wasn't for the you know what though, do you know what though? Like we all kind of joined VBB because also because we didn't like any of the other Villa forums, so we kind of went and made, made our own one with like minded yeah. people. So maybe it's maybe we're the problem. Yeah. Like maybe we everyone are. else yeah, is just. Fine, and we're just weirdos who only like to talk to each other about the villa and not anybody else. I haven't thought, I haven't thought about chamber, it like that. Chamber. You could be right. Like-minded people. Mm. Like-minded people we went on to fall out with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that uh, the Principal Skinner meme, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, might put that, it's the children might put that as the uh, cover. <laughs> might put the cover. Might put that as the cover photo. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see how the pod develops. Um, right, let's push on. Thanks for that. Carl, as always, um, interesting bits around Chelsea as well. Um, I did, I did want to um, get the post-match uh, rant out, but um, yeah, there was only a couple of people that came back, and I think everyone else was a bit more pissed off and didn't really want to talk about the game. So I was understandable. Or pissed because uh, it was a late kickoff. Or, yeah, it was a late kickoff. Yeah, maybe it was that <laughs> as well. Uh, plus, there was some, there was a bit of kerfuffle as well on Twitter yeah. about the Chelsea game, which I, I completely missed. I have no idea what happened. So yeah, I will put I will put in. Uh, I think it was Katie Villa and, and Danny uh, from the Bedford Lions. Uh, their thoughts on the match uh, post straight away after the match. So if it's I haven't actually listened to it myself yet, I haven't had a chance. Uh, but I imagine it'll be obviously emotional to some extent. But but it's always good to get that. I think as well. You know, there's nothing wrong with being emotional about your club. It doesn't always have to be considered and well thought out. Uh, Thank God for that. of a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why that's why we have Carl here for. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll put I'll put that in now. Hi, it's Danny here from the Bedford Lions. Um and I am somewhere in West Kensington just trying to get back to the tube. Um so we've just come out of the match today. We lost um oh it's 3-0 last time I took notice. Um, we've been obviously in London all day. I'm going to say it's, we've had a great away day. If I'm honest, I think, having spoken to a lot of people, we've come all the way down here. I'm not expecting to take any points from Chelsea. Um, so whether it's 1-0 or 3-0, doesn't really make any difference to me. Um, I understand the second goal was down to um, a mistake from one of our centre-backs. I'm not going to dwell on that too much. Um, but I'm sure Twitter is going ballistic for it. Um, but yeah, um, a good day. <laughs> Everyone's been wonderful. I'm heading into the tube. I'll catch you later. Hi, all. Katie Villa. Um, I am trying my best to compose myself, um, but I am struggling to get over two significant individual errors today which cost us um i hope that tyrone mings can turn around and 
apologise or accept his errors and learn from them. I do like the guy, I think he's good for the club. But at the end of the day, our first half performance was the best we've seen this season. We needed to come out the block second half and respond and an individual ever let us down. And you just simply cannot compensate for that. And at the moment, I feel very angry. I mean, hopefully I'll be able to analyse or whatever in further detail and understand why it happens. But I'm trying to give raw content. And right now, I am angry at Tyrone Minks. Yes, I understand what he's done for the club. And I'll stand by him as captain. But right now, he needs to hold his hand up and say that he messed up. But yeah, first half, thought we were all over them. If it wasn't for a Mendy masterclass, we could have quite easily been 3-1 up at half-time. You know, maybe Watkins' lack of, lack of um, match fitness um, let him down and therefore he didn't have his usual sharpness. I don't know, but ultimately that's what's cost us. I mean, even after that goal in the second half, I thought we just didn't, we didn't respond. We looked lethargic. If I'm being quite honest, it just looked like we thought, oh yeah, it's Chelsea, Champions of Europe. Let's just accept it, you know. 2-0, 3-0, it's not the worst result in the world. Well, you know, when you could have easily been 3-1 up in the first half, it is. So I would have just liked a bit more motivation from somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, I know there's a few people that are going to disagree with me. That's fine. We move on to next week. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hopefully our full strength team. Just right now, I just feel like we could have got way more out of that game with just a few things going slightly differently. But there we go. It's football. We move on. See you next week. Uh, yeah, so there, there were the thoughts of uh, of Danny and Katie Villa. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about Chelsea game. Um, AJ, I know you got some some stats on the game, and in particular about McGinn. So I'd be interested to hear your your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I mean, in general, echoing what the what the guys have said, I don't think I've ever really felt so positive off the back of a three nil defeat as I did uh, at the end of that game, and I think especially the first half, but we, we talked a little bit about the formation, but I just wanted to talk about a couple of elements within that as well, because it's not just that we, you know, switch to three at the back, it's the first time we've seen us play that system in a long time, uh, and a lot of us were quite keen to see the potential of that of that system. But when the, the team news came out and uh, I sent a message in the with it into the into our WhatsApp chat uh, and sort of said, oh yes, it's 352, which is uh, what, we, what I wanted. Uh, and Carl sort of said, oh, yeah, but it'd be 5-3-2, really. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Against these, it, it's going to be 5-3-2. But, but actually, I thought the way we played with the three at the back was quite sophisticated. And I think, you know, a lot of the questions around Smith as a tactician, if you look at that game in detail, it, you know, some, it, to me, he's more and more answering those those questions. So if you look at how we set up without without the ball... We basically allowed Thiago Silva to have the ball and 
Watkins and uh, Ming and Ings uh, making that Ming's Ings mistake again that I kept making last week. Watkins and Ings spread against the other two centre backs. That our two wing backs stayed high, and then our midfield three were basically blocking the passing lanes and ready to ready to pounce as soon as Thiago tried to play it in midfield. And that's where we got a lot of joy, particularly in the first half against Saul, who I think wasn't up with the pace of the Premier League yet, who really struggled with that. But that aggressive press from our middle three players was really allowed to happen because of the way we set up with Watkins and Ings not really engaging Thiago Silva at all, giving him space with the ball, but making sure all of his options for an out ball were shut down. And that meant as soon as a ball was played into their midfield, we were there to press. And that's very different from how we've played. If you think about last season, we talked a lot about our midfield players being quite passive intentionally and standing off and blocking and ensuring, uh, blocking more deeply and ensuring that the ball is pushed out wide and only engaging then when people come into our our final third. But McGinn had 32 pressures in the game, Louise had 15 and Ramsey had, had 21. So that midfield three really pressing, but it's also about where we pressed the ball. So for, we had 42 pressures in the attacking third uh, in that game, which whereas if you look at the whole of last season, we only averaged 33 uh, pressures per game in the attacking third. So that's a 27% increase in terms of that pressing high up, high up the field. And I think the system really allowed us to do that. And then if you also look at how we set up uh, when we had the ball and also how you look at the teams who are very strong playing in this three-at-the-back system and, and how they play, if you think particularly against Man City is a good example, when they've got the ball, they actually switch to a back four and Walker as the the, the, the wide right uh, of the three centre-halves effectively becomes a right-back and that's what frees Cancelo up to push on and from a City point of view to, to cut inside. And if you looked at how we played with the ball, we did the same and took advantage of the fact that Conza has played at right-back in the past and he would move to right back and actually often be the first ball out of defence in the way that in a in a back back four that might be target or cash. And that allowed cash to have the freedom to really push on uh, and the two centre halves um, playing uh, in situ uh, behind. So it, it wasn't just that we played a new system, but I felt we we executed it in quite a sophisticated way as well in the way that a lot of teams who've been playing that system a long time and doing it better um, played it as well. Now, it wasn't perfect because if you look at all three of the goals, arguably all three had defensive mistakes in them. And two of those, I think, came from a bit of a misunderstanding between Concer and, and Twanzebi. So the first one, the ball over the top, if you look, Twanzebi kind of slows up and looks over his shoulder, I think probably expecting Konza to be there. But I think because we'd uh, we'd been pressing the ball, Konza was probably a little bit higher up and so he wasn't there to fill in. Uh, and I think if Twanzebi hadn't paused just for that half a second, he probably would have been on Lukaku sooner and it would have been harder for Lukaku to cut back and, and so on. And then the third goal which obviously, again, arguably a mistake from, from Mings uh, allowing uh, the play to cut inside. But you also saw a bit of confusion between Twanzebi and Contra about who was picking up who and they were kind of crossing over with each other as well. So I, I think there's still work to do for that back three to really familiarise themselves with that 
that system, but I was really pleased not to just see the fact that we we switched and we showed that we could play that system, but the the way we tried to play it was in quite a sophisticated and uh, effective um, way, as we've touched on, against one of the best teams uh, in the league and, you know, the European champions. There aren't going to be many teams we we come up against um, playing that way. And even with the mistakes that we made, with a lesser striker than um, uh, Lukaku AJ, to take AJ, advantage think- of those mistakes, wouldn't have conceded. Do you think it's uh, harsh on Courtney House that he wasn't Courtney House that he wasn't playing in that back three? Has, I mean, I know Twanzebi's been signed, but uh, House hasn't really let us down. Do you think he would have been maybe been in better bet with House on the left, Mings as a central defender, and Konza on the right? I, I mean, I think Mings is the natural option for that left of the three. You know, he's played there for England. Uh, I, I think he's he's naturally comfortable there. I think what Twanzebi gives you that. Um, uh, that uh, that house doesn't is quality on the ball. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to touch on Twanzebi when I talked about the McGinn stats, but after McGinn, uh, the player with the most progressive passing distance in that game, uh, outfield player, because Jed Steer was was the highest, but outfield player was Twanzebi uh, with 259 yards of progressive oh, passing and a 90%, 90% pass completion rate. You're not going to get that with, with house. Wow. Um and I do think you know no. House. You're right. He's never let anyone down, and he is a good he is a good player, and he he's great to have as as backup. Uh, but I think of the players that are available in a back three, that was the right back three. Concer on you know I, I can see an argument as well for Concer as the middle as the middle one. But I think when you look at the way we played with Concer pushing out to that right back position when we had the ball and allowing Cash then the freedom to push on uh, without too many concerns uh i think his experience as having been a right back makes him the right player for that role so i, I think it's the right three but i i don't think i think you're right to say that that house hasn't let anyone down when he's come in and he's he's got a pretty good record when he's been called upon yeah 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 no, i think that's fair i think that's uh i suppose that was my thinking as well with, with trans when i saw the lineup um and um uh, yeah, I, I think that quality in the ball. I didn't realise the stats, actually. That's really impressive. Um, but yeah, thank you for that. Interesting. Um, we'll, we'll move on to the beginning in a second. But um, I, I think that, I think completely that's how I saw the game as well um, in terms of the, the, the shape, especially, that you're talking about and the way that we pressed. Uh, and I just think McGinn, especially, which you'll come on to now, I think just suits his game. If he's that the furthest forward midfielder, or one of the further further forward midfielders that can that can press it up against their midfield or their defence. He's so effective uh, as a as a presser. Whereas last season, obviously, he played a much of a, a much more of a deeper role uh, with the likes of Jack pressing, which I don't think obviously suits his game. Or Grealish, sorry, Carl. Um, but Watkins and Ings both obviously impressive pressers as well. Uh, Ramsey, fantastic. We've talked about him already. Just his energy and his physicality that he brings. Uh, and he, he's obviously gone on a, another level, and, and also his. I think with Ramsey as well, the way he runs with mm. the ball, the pace that he runs with the ball, you know, it's it's such a difficult skill. Uh, not many players have it, uh, and he's he's got it. Uh, I think the only thing missing from his game is obviously that end product, which hopefully hopefully will come. Um, but before we were going again, uh, any other thoughts on on the Chelsea game, Carl or, I, or Sam? Um, a couple of thoughts. I mean, when you brought up house i did think it was slightly harsh and i 
possibly would have went house on the left side of the three and had Mings in the centre, and then Conta on the on the right possibly. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't know whether that would have made a whole lot of difference. And you know, we bought one's Albion because. We clearly think he's a better uh, defender, ball-playing defender than uh, House, and that's probably right. Um, the one other thing, slight worry. Uh, is it a worry? Am I worried about it yet? I'll bring it up anyway. Um, Ings just wasn't in the game whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Didn't Barely got yeah. a kick. Um, it's going to take a while, hopefully not too long, for him and Watkins to, to work together. But, um, yeah, he, di- he didn't get a kick, and he, he, he wasn't involved Um in, in any way really um mm-hmm. so so yeah there was that that was a slight an issue um that clearly we're going to have to resolve um if we're playing them both in the same team I d- he was up against rudiger though to be fair oh, for yeah. most of the game who i think probably in the last six months or so has been one of the best defenders yeah. in the yeah in the he was he uh, was but i see but what watkins was still sort of able to get away from defenders and, and make things happen. But I know that's not... They've got two different games, Ings and Watkins. But I appreciate that. I mean, he was up against a brilliant defender. But and as, as I say, I'm not overly worried about it. It was just... It was it was clear that, you know, you could count the yeah. touches yeah, he yeah. had on um, two hands, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. For me, yeah, I think, yeah. um, you know, you, the, the, I thought the selection was absolutely fine. I thought, it were, I thought as a, that's probably the back five... That I would have gone with as well. Um, I also thought it was a great vote of confidence in Matty Target, who struggled a bit in the first couple of games. It would have been very easy to play Ashley Young in one of those wing-back roles. Um, he's, he's given Target the backing. I thought he had a good game. Um, I think for me, though, the big talking point, well, not the big, the big plus, really, is you look at that side and you're thinking, with a side like that, we can frustrate Chelsea and we can, you know, maybe come away with, with a point or whatever. But actually, even though we've got Buendia out, We've got Bailey on the bench. We've got Triori on the bench. Three of our most creative talents. We've created so many openings. And so for me, with those mm. players and that creativity to come back in, you know, provided we get the balance right, and, uh, and you know, we'll probably talk all season about whether selection and tactics are right because we've got so many ways of playing now. Um, I just think that's really encouraging. We've got cr- such creativity to come back into that side, and yet we've still made a lot of decent chances. Thank the you. other thing I'd add as, as well is don't overlook the fact that Martinez yeah. was out. And yeah. for all the first, the, the second goal was very much Tyrone Ming's fault. I also thought Jed Steer was a bit slow to react to yeah, it. Agreed. And also he he positioned himself outside the goal, which is what you want to do if you're expecting a back pass to reduce any risk of the back pass going in. But not only was he a bit slow to come out, I thought he was a bit slow to come across and cut the angle off as well. And that's what left it open for Kovacic to to, yeah. to sneak it in the, the far post. And with Martinez in, we may not have conceded that that goal. And obviously that was the blow then. Like we we talked about in the preview how hard it is to score against Chelsea. Well, when they're two or two nil up at home, after that they just kept us at arm's length. The other thing I was slightly disappointed about with that goal in a way, just because I be interested to see how we would have managed with it. Jorginho coming on for Saul. Obviously, Saul was having an absolute nightmare. And actually, of our sort of, I think we created four chances in the in the first half. Three of them arguably came from Saul being dispossessed or, or losing the, the ball. But Jorginho, 
is probably the best, but or, or certainly one of the best defenders in that position, uh, midfielders in that position of taking the ball under pressure and still finding a pass. I would have been interested to see if it was still 1-0 and they were for a bit longer and they were still under a little bit of pressure, whether we could have maintained that performance that we had in the first half mm, with yeah. Jorginho in the side or not, just again, just to see where we were in terms of, of level. I, I think we still would have lost the game. I think we still would have struggled to score, but I've been interested to see if we hadn't gone down to 2-0 after 48 minutes, how much of a difference that, that change of personnel for Chelsea would have, have made for, to our impact on the on the game, and in particular, the, the way those midfield three were, were really pressing and, and uh, causing Chelsea problems when they were trying to play out. Yeah, I think I, I think we started the first half, second half. It was, I don't know it was only three, four minutes in, but I thought we again started the same intensity and the right intention. But like you say, it would have been interesting if they'd be able to continue that. Yeah, two calls very half. complimentary about us after the game as well. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure it was, if we'd beaten him, no, he wouldn't have complimentary. Done. But it's easy to it's be complimentary yeah. when you've gifted them three yeah, goals, yeah. isn't it? But um, yeah, let's let's push on. Thanks for that, AJ. Um, quick quick bit on uh, McGinn, please. Yeah, it won't be for lot. It won't take long. Um, I just he was excellent. We've talked about that. I've already touched on his pressing. You know, thirty-two pressures, uh, which again, only only one game last season, which was Man City away, did he have more pressures than than that last season, uh, and only four times last season did he he have more than thirty pressures. So a, a fairly unique performance in in you know in the in, in, versus what he would typically do he also had 66 touches which was by far the most of of any uh villa player he made five tackles and three interceptions uh he created four shots uh and uh, had a expected assists of 0.6 and again those both lead the side but i think the biggest number especially when we talk about you know how are we going to replace the influence that Grealish had uh on the side he had 482 yards of progressive passing distance, and that's almost double any other outfield player for, for Villa. So I, I mentioned Twanzebi was second on that with 259 yards. So, you know, he pretty much double that that ability to, to progress the ball uh, from midfield. Um, and he was just exceptional. Uh, and, you know, he's been very consistent so far this season in terms of that level of performance. Uh, I feel like he's he's stepped up uh, in this versus where he was last year. You know, we've always we've always seen that he has these kinds of performances in him, uh, but they've uh, not been delivered consistently. Whereas so far this season, and I know we're only four mm. games in, I think he has been, I think he has been pretty consistent with uh, with those levels. So um, long may it continue. Yeah, I guess. he looks fitter yeah. as well than at any other point. I think. Um, yeah. like he looks much fitter than he was last season. Lunas is trying to flog him, though. That's the problem. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. yes. Well, forget, forget, let's forget what's always, what always a good said, part of you know, yeah. Why does he, why does he hate us, Lunas? He obviously no, I mean, does. Just, I mean, I know he's, he's so- just a miserable old shit, isn't he? I think he hates everything. Yeah, hates I was going to say he does sort of hate everything, but he seems to particularly hate particularly hate yeah. us, doesn't he? Oh well. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. forget him. Forget him. Forget uh, him. Thanks, uh, forget him. I mean, I, I think spot on about McGinn. I've, I've said, uh, you know, he's in my eyes has been our best player this season, and 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 that is from coming from a person who was very, not very critical, but was critical of him last season. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping it continues. 
because he, he can be... And obviously, we're missing that midfielder. We've talked about it already. We all wanted to sign that midfielder, and I think he can be such an important part. And if he, if he does continue to perform like that, then it's only going to be good things, uh, good, a good thing for Villa. So thanks for that, AJ. Um, let's push on to uh, our preview part of the show. It's time for... Vital Statistics, ladies yeah! So uh, AJ again, mate. More stats, stats, stats bomb this this uh, this episode. <laughs> Plenty of them. I oh, know everyone yeah. is going to turn turn off. Should we, should we sack him off? Should we go put him no, on let mute? Him give him give him uh, his, give him his time. Go on. Right, you've yeah. got you've got how many minutes do you need for these stats, AJ? Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. How many uh, have you got? Have you got plenty of. How you many got? have I got? There's not loads. Um, so Everton, as we know, is the mo- most played. Villa Yay! Everton is the most played fixture. <laughs> and we're level. So 224 games played and we have won 82 each and 60 draws. So we could go ahead in the most played fixture of all time if we uh, if we win. In the Premier League era, though, actually, they're one of few teams that we've got an overall positive record against uh, and quite, by quite a distance as well. So in the Premier League era, we've played them 52 times and we've won 20 and lost 13 with 19 draws for an average of one and a half points just over. So that's uh, that's quite good, uh, isn't it? Uh, and in that, the leading head-to-head goal scorers, the leading head-to-head goal scorer in the Premier League era is a Villa player. Who do you think it is? Dwight York. No. Is it uh, it probably, um is it Gabby Agbonlaho? It is uh, Gabby Agbonlaho. His first goal was seven, seven, right? wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. 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 We lost seven yeah, goals. Goal, yeah. uh, and then after that you've got three Peace. Everton players with six goals each and then there's five players on four, four Villa players and one Everton player. But uh we won't, we won't go through all of those unless you want to do a little quiz. Do you want to do one or should we just... Uh, no, I, 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 I don't mind doing... I like a little quiz, but not, not on that subject. Choose a different okay. subject. It's a no, basically. We'll save it. It's a no, basically. We'll save it, we'll save it for the Villa Vault, shall we? I won't, uh, steal yeah. some, I won't steal some thunder. I do that. I always enjoy a bit of trivia, though. Yeah. Um, but they've had an unbeaten start to the season. They're currently sitting fourth and uh, they have won three and drawn one of those yeah. games. So they're in very good form, much better form than uh, than us, uh, which doesn't necessarily um, bode well. Uh, I guess the other thing to touch on is uh, their style of play, which has been very much classic Benitez ball. And they've sort of transitioned from... Ancelotti ball which was lots of slow possession building up very slowly from the back to Benitez who's not really interested in possession but wants to get it forward very quickly and I think Benitez is often mistakenly thought of as a defensive coach and I think he does set up teams very well to defend but they've scored 10 goals they've averaged two and a half goals a game so far this season so you know Mm. they're not they're not defensive what they do is very efficient so they're not that interested in having a lot of the ball but what they do try to do is get the ball early uh to their wiggers as quickly as possible i guess a little bit how like how we used to play under martin o'neill and that's why damari gray and andros townsend have had such a strong start to uh the season 
And um, the Athletic, this was only after one game, did a did a little look at uh, the difference that Benitez uh, had made. And uh, they were averaging only 6.15 seconds per possession and 2.135 passes per sequence, which are both really low, sort of like 17th in the league for both of those. So they do not spend a lot of time with the ball. They're not stringing loads of slow passing sequences together, which is how Ancelotti had them playing. They're playing the ball very quickly, getting it forward, getting it into feet of those wide players as soon as they uh, possibly can. Uh, and so that is quite a different challenge probably um, from the teams we have played against uh, so far who on the whole tend to try and want to win the ball back off you quickly and then uh, have uh, possession um, uh, of the football. Benitez and Everton are not really interested in that only only Burnley have had less possession than they have so far this season nice interesting interesting so yeah tough proposition for us then uh on Saturday um do I mean we talked we've talked about the Chelsea game already and obviously the, the good points and the bad points this just feels to me like such an important game early on in the season um that it might set the tone at least for, for the next few games, because obviously we've got a difficult run-in. We're at home, under the lights. Obviously, we remember the 2-0 the win against Everton in that the first season back. I, I get the feeling that this is going to be a really entertaining night, and it could really set us up for the season ahead, I think. And and probably be, the, you know, we've talked about we need to start our season now properly. And, and now we've got our full squad, this seems like the, the chance to do that. What a Carl Sam Carl were you first? What are your what are your thoughts going into the game? Are you feeling confident? Do you feel like this is a could be a turning point for Villa in the season so early on, or or are you wary of Everton's threat as as AJ's sort of pointed out? Um, I'm not overly confident, um, but I, I don't think we'll lose. I, I think I, I mean Calvert Lewin. I don't think's going to be playing. I think he's broke That's his right. toe or something. So it's a bit yeah. of a bit of a boost for us. Um, but, I mean, they've played a couple of different formations. Like, they've played... First few games, they were playing 4-4-1-1. And I think it was 3-4-3 against uh, Burnley. So, I don't know how they'll mm. set up. Therefore, I'm not going to go into what formation we should play. Um, because I'm... <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, clearly. As anyone who's listened to it, even one of these pods would know. Um, but um, I am a little bit... Um, fearful of them. I think they've looked really good. Damari Gray has been excellent for them. Um, he's, he's, he's some signing for them. Is um, so. Do you want my prediction or? Yeah, go for it. Two two, two two, two draw. It. Sam, your thoughts on the game and, that, and um, your prediction? I, th- I think we're going to take them apart. To be honest, I think we'll be buoyed by our great performance uh, at Chelsea. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're a good team and I'm sure they'll cause us some problems. But I think that we've got competition for places. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got players coming back that, or, or, you know, players ready to start that can make a difference off the bench. I, I just think we'll have too much for them. Um, I would stick with 5-3-2 to start with, actually. I just think it works so well. Let's get control of the middle of the park. And with Ings and Watkins, if, if you know, if we create stuff, we should hopefully we'll put it away. I mean, with the with the notwithstanding the fact that Watkins looked slightly ring rusty when the the the, um, the Thiago blocked shot, he, I think he took a slightly heavy touch. He probably should have gone with his left. 
the sort of uh, chance I think he would have buried last season when he was flying. So, you know, another game in, I think hopefully Watkins will find his uh, scoring boots. Ings is surely due a goal. Um, I'd sit with 5-3-2. I think we're going to take them apart. I think it's going to be... We've also got a pretty good record against them at home. So, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with 2-0, actually. 2-0 Villa. I like him. like the positivity. AJ? Yeah, I'm uh, kind of with Carl in the sense that I'm not really sure how they're going to play against us. Um, you know, Decore is another big player for them. I know you were just chatting about him on the Villa View, Omar, but he's got three assists for them from midfield uh, this season. Uh, and he looks like a different player. He looks like the shackles have been taken off a little bit. He was obviously played a bit deeper and or, or not at all under mm. Ancelotti. And, you know, they gave... Uh, Rodriguez the freedom of the park last season and everyone else playing in midfield had to basically do all his legwork so um, now that they're not playing uh, Rodriguez uh, Decore I think has has come into his own a little bit more as the sort of player he is uh, and I think that's uh, I think that's a danger so however we play I think we definitely have to play three in midfield uh, and I kind of don't really mind whether that's the sort of Three five two or the four three three. I can see a four three three where we try and get Bailey in the side, um, and I wouldn't be against wouldn't be against that. But I do have uh, some sympathy with Sam's view that we played so well in that three five two uh, at Chelsea. It really seemed to work for us, especially in the middle of the the park. Uh, it's it's just whether it's as suited to the way Benitez is going to have Everton playing as it was to the way Tuchel has uh, Chelsea playing um, because, you know, they're not going to be playing out from the back in the same way. They're going to be far more direct and, you know, the the need for that midfield press is going to be negated a, a little bit by the fact that they're not going to try and play through it out from the back, I guess. Um, so I would be... A little bit tempted maybe to um, try and get Bailey into the side uh, as well. Um, yeah, and I'm weirdly confident as well. Perhaps not as confident as Sam, but I think I reckon we might nick it. I'm going to go 2-1. I'm, I think we've got better options off the bench than them, even if the sort of first 11s are, are fairly evenly matched. And I think that might make the difference. I like it. I like it. I think oh, I'm going to stick with my prediction that I made on the uh, the Villa View, and I'm going to go three two. I think it's going to be a really entertaining match. I think the atmosphere is going to be electric, and uh, I think we're going to nick it three two. Um, I think so. I think I one think... thing is um, when AJ was saying uh, Rodriguez was given freedom of the park for Everton last year, I'm just glad it wasn't Sigurdsson. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... you can cut that out. <laughs> No, I'm not cutting it out. I'm not cutting it out. I'll put it in there. I'll put it in there. Ooh, uh, we have got more here, right? Ah, mm. I'd have to mark this. I'm gonna have to mark this pod as explicit now. I think. Um, I just, I just meant because he's shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where to go from there. To be honest, um, the vault. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time for the Villa Vault. <laughs>
All right, right Sam. Uh, All right. The, the got, mood shifted I've in the pod. A, I've got a belter. <laughs> I've got bring a belter. Back, I was going to go back, back, back to mate, the kind of era that I, I love, the kind of O'Leary O'Neill uh, era, but I thought I'd bring it a bit more up to date for some of our younger uh, listeners. So, the game I've got here was... It took place on the 2nd of May 2015. It was refereed by none other than Mark Clattenburg. And uh, it took place uh, at Villa Park. All right. So, first question is, can anyone remember the score? I can, I think. AJ, maybe it's quite recent. Perhaps you remember. Uh, I don't, mate. Uh, Go on, Omar. I... Right, so there's, there's two at that time. There's two games: West Ham game and Everton game, where we we won games and we looked really good. And I can't remember which one's which. I think this is the game we won. No, three two. Two one. Three three two. Sorry, yeah, three two. Yeah. Benteke scored first. That's right. Delph with a ball. Yeah. Uh, and Benteke with a header. Uh, yeah. Uh, did Benteke score second? Uh, yeah. And then and, cleverly and who, scored. And who scored for them? Wow. Oh god! Uh, big, big, big Rom. It's a tough one. <laughs> I think it was great. Oh, oh yeah, Rom. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. From yeah. from the squad, and then Jaggy Elka got a late consolation. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. see if we can name the eleven then. Who was in goal? Uh, come on, Carl. You, you need to have a stab at this. Who was in goal? No. Guzan. Given was in goal. Given. Given. Right, back four then, lads. Mm. Concrete Ron. Villar. Yeah, Concrete Ron. Corey, yeah. Corey. Corey. Loughton, right back. Bakuna. Bakuna. Bakuna, right. Bakuna. Left back, I forgot he even played for us. Kieran Richardson. Richardson. And then it was Cleverly, Cleverly Delph, Delph and, and uh, Westwood. An midfield. Was it midfield? Yeah. Oh, no. And then, yeah. well, Benteke, obviously. No, you're not. I can't Gabby believe Wyman. one's actually seeing in front of me. Not, oh, and Zogbia. Not Gabby or Wyman. Uh, uh, yeah. Amnesia, Amnesia played. Did Amnesia play? played, but who was the other forward? <laughs> no, you, I can't oh, believe what I'm oh, seeing. Oh, Scott Sinclair. Here. Grealish. Don't 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 Yeah, he set up Pebbly's goal, didn't he? Who? No, Bakuna set up Pebbly's goal. That's it. Is that Grealish, the Irish player that played for the end of the Never quite made it. Yeah, I mean, we had some, I mean, quite unbelievable, unbelievably poor midfield there for us. But on the for them... Um, I can only see one player with a link to the Villa for, in the whole squad. Oh, no, I two. Two is. players on, that Carl. were in Everton. It's got to be Gar- Barry. Gareth Barry, one of the player, One of the players in yeah. the match Barry. Day squad that day who played for Villa. Barkley, well in. Oh, that's what I've been there, there. Barkley, yeah. Barkley only uh, off the nice. bench. Yeah. Yeah, bang on. I've got fuck all right. Bang yeah, on. so three two, and that's what you predicted, right, uh, Omar, for uh, for Saturday. We'll have a repeat. A yeah. repeat of that yeah. would be uh, most welcome. Um, yeah, I mean, it... go on. 
Can I can I just say you've said a couple of times, yeah. Sam, about how terrible that midfield is. Westwood Westwood's oh, all right. He's still doing it still, for Burnley. Delph was a good player for us. I mean, cleverly is cleverly is terrible, but. I mean, Clem- I'm more worried play- about. Cle- Cleverly played really, about well, the- really, really well against us uh, uh, for Watford in that first game of the season yeah. today. This season, I'm, I'm more worried about the fullbacks in that team, to be honest. Bakuna, Bakuna and Richardson. I think. You <laughs> well, know, but, but, but you say that Bakuna <laughs> set up cleverly, beautifully that game from from the uh, white yeah, back position. Yeah, well, he had, a, he, had a decent, he, ever, he had a decent ball on him, didn't he? But he wasn't a right back, Bakuna. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got. I think he was part of the beta testing for FIFA 22. So. He managed to uh, get a few games in there, I think. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Yeah, good game. Um, and uh... good. No, nice. Yeah. <laughs> no memory of it. Great game. I do. I remember watching it. I remember watching it. Um, we were awful that season, and then I remember Sherwood came in. I went to the first game against Stoke City, I think it was, and we we scored early on, and then we lost two one. And 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 literally, I was like, yeah. yeah, we're done. There's no way we're coming back from this kind of get a new manager bounce and then we beat West Ham we beat Everton we beat Sunderland I think we beat Spurs maybe West Brom obviously was the key turning point yeah that was that way West that Everton game we were were really good that day actually Benteke especially was yeah Benteke especially was yeah we had uh, Carlos Sanchez on the bench he was uh, how did he he never do yeah, he always one of those where you, he always looked like he should he be good. He was brilliant yeah. in the World Cup, wasn't he? And we uh, brought him off the back of that. Yeah, I, I went. To, yeah, I think I went but... to his first game, which was QPR away, and it's that game summed him up. He was like eighty percent of that game, he was unbelievable, and then twenty percent of the game, he gave the ball away about yeah. ten times, and they needed. Although that was from about it. a two two year period where we managed to make world class players look absolute dog shit, and then they left us and yeah. became world class players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. the only exception being Christian Benteke who was well class yeah. for us and then went the yeah. other way as yeah. soon as he left. He was like yeah. the, the opposite of the your, your Vertus and your Amavis and yeah. all of those who are now tearing it up the wherever guy. they go. Yeah. Vertus yeah. especially killing yeah. it at, uh, in Italy. He's got he scored ten goals last season. Or was he scored eight goals or something last season mm. in the league? Bossing it. Right, uh, uh, no Sam, that was awesome. Thank you. Much better than my uh, attempt at Villa Vault last season. Last season. Um, last season. Last pod. Last Are you pod. guys going to Sorry. Game? It's late. It is. Whose who's fault is that, Omar? It's not our my fault. fault it's my late, fault. Mate, is it? It's my fault. It's my uh, fault. It's my fault. Well, I've got to edit edit the pod after this, and I'm going to London tomorrow for work. So I'm is it this not your full time job? <laughs> you guys going no, on Saturday? Yeah. yeah, should be. Should be. Oh, oh I can't. my wedding. Day. One of my best mates oh. is getting married. I was at a wedding last Saturday, so I missed the Chelsea game. I had to watch it on the phone, and then I'm not going to get the. I don't think I'll get the chance to watch it because it's uh, a right. really close mate, and it's all the way in Devon as well. Oh, I can't, so I won't be able to watch it. Unfortunately, no, I'm not going. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm going to pass going this and let my brother take the tickets and watch it on the box. I think. No, nor me. Well, I'm I'll be good fans. There'll be there'll be sections of Twitter yeah, thinking yeah. we're right wankers for not going. We'll we'll get, we'll, we'll get pelters for this. We'll get pelters for this. But I will I will yeah I will watch it. Don't worry. I will watch it somehow. Uh, there's a couple of other fans at the, at the wedding, so I'm sure we'll watch yeah. it somewhere. All right, um, right, right, boys. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Really, I don't think there's anything else that we wanted to discuss. Uh, interesting pod as always. Good thoughts. Some really good analysis uh, by AJ as ever. Some 
great shouts for hero and villain of the week from Carl and an excellent villa well as always by Sam so thanks boys thanks for your time um it's late it's nearly 20 to 12 I'm gonna edit the pod now uh and this will should be out hopefully tomorrow morning or it'll be out when you listen to it obviously uh but thanks thanks boys thanks for listening please do follow and uh, uh subscribe to our pod and whatever podcast platform you're on follow us on twitter yes please do follow us on twitter at villa podcast or one word um carl didn't mean it honestly didn't mean it uh but yeah we are on twitter we are active on twitter only uh, only follow us on twitter if you're one of the good ones yeah if you're one of the arseholes N- not don't bother uh, you know what i always say if you want to be an arsehole be an arsehole i don't care but just don't be an arsehole to me uh, <laughs> or just don't let me see it um <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's it, really. Uh, thanks to boys. We don't, and, we uh, don't, up, mate. Don't worry. Up the villa, lad. Cheers. Uh, up the up villa. villa. Come on. Up the villa. Yeah, boys. I love it. I'm very happy.